Welcome to the Disciple Making Leader Podcast, your resource for exploring the world of disciple making and leadership within the church. Discover Jesus' strategy for raising up leaders, growing the church, and multiplying a movement. Let's jump into today's episode and explore the power of a disciple making leader. All right, well, welcome back to the Disciple Making Leader podcast. Um, This is episode nine, and uh, my name is Glenn Underhill. I'm the executive director for Disciple First, and I have in studio with me today my good friend, compadre... What are words can we Amigo. use? Amigo. Amigo. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, have you seen the movie Three, Ami- Three Amigos? That's, yeah. So I watched it the other week and I hadn't seen it in a while. But anyhow... Um, Hey, I'm really excited to have you as we are continuing to talk about this conversation wrapped around a raising up disciple-making leaders, and more specifically, not only raising up disciple-making leaders, but looking at it through the lens, obviously, of how did Jesus yep. raise up disciple-making leaders, and how can we develop the same the same patterns and the same practices mm-hmm. so that we're replicating what Jesus had in mind for a disciple-making leader. Yeah, absolutely, man. This is so important, Glenn. You know, it's just really, really important that we are are working on raising up leaders that make disciples who make disciples. And that's a rare, rare thing. You know, we have a lot of great leaders. They're charismatic. They're, they're gifted. They're uh, inspirational. They can, you know, they can run programs, you know, and, and do the thing. But can they invest their, are they, are they ministering out of the overflow? Can they invest in others intentionally and, and aggregate more leaders around them? That's, that's what we're missing. And that's right. what you and I have been saying for the last couple of years, man. How do we, how do we figure that out? And, and then we go back to the life of Jesus. Well, what did Jesus do? And uh, so that's really what is kind of behind this book. All right. Well, I, I'm ready to dive in, take a deeper dive. So in and, and we want to encourage you, go back to several of the other episodes that can mm. kind of get you caught up. A lot of what we're talking about is right out of the book that you just recently wrote called The Disciple-Making Leader. Right. But we talked about this idea of a team leader. We talked about a self-leader. And now let's kind of really focus in on this this leader of leaders. So yeah. you have this, you have a, a pathway to helping someone grow towards becoming taking on the character and the conduct of Jesus, that spiritual pathway. But there's also this idea that we want to have a a leadership pipeline, mm-hmm. which we then unpacked these last several times. So this piece of this leader of leaders, let's, let's kind of really dive in, take some time to kind of because this is such an important and critical role. Yeah, it really, really is. I'm, I mean, I'm super excited to talk about it because I think this is a missing piece. This is kind of the missing link for a lot of churches and, and could be the very thing that's holding your church back from growing because we, you, you're missing this leader of leaders you know, segment. And, and quite honestly, just kind of a little spoiler alert, this, this, if you don't have this, it can hinder your numerical growth, not only people's spiritual growth, but, but also the church's numerical growth. We, you grow by creating more of these kinds of leaders of leaders. We like to call this a secret link, you know, mm-hmm. or the, uh, I called it the other day in, in the expansion joint, you know, like when you build something, there's this joint that expands and, and this is the expansion joint. If you want to grow your church numerically, you have to add in this layer. And we'll, we'll kind of talk about that as we go. But 
Uh, I can't overemphasize how important this is. And even in our own churches, we worked through this. We were like, wow, we're missing a lot of these pieces in certain departments, right? And yep. we're like, oh, we, we got to go back and we got to really raise up people into this layer. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I, I like to tell our team all the time, hey, this is one of the biggest gaps mm-hmm. in, in churches. In fact, as we're working with churches, we, we see this yep. over and over and again as we're working to consult them, is this this is a huge gap. In fact, even as you were just saying, we as we were doing some self-evaluation, we recognized yep. that we were kind of hitting a lid yep. uh, in our group ministry. Right. And um, so really kind of redoubled down on our efforts to take a, a really strategic dive into this and recognize that we we were we were falling short in raising up leaders of leaders we needed mm-hmm. to create a, a coaching structure um, not only in our you know in in various ministries but specifically we'll talk about kind of just real quickly about our our, our group ministry yeah sure and um, thought man we we need to be raising up some very key leaders who can because what was happening what we were finding is that our groups ministry leader was for lack of a better word was dipping down a lot into this layer and even down into the next layer and was getting just you know taking a, a lot of his time to do important things, but things that could be done through a leader of leaders that would allow him to stay up at, 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 a, at a little bit higher level at that more 30,000 foot level and really give good, strong uh, leadership from that direction while he's pouring into these leader of leaders and letting them, empowering them to lead out these this ministry, our group's ministry. Yeah, absolutely. So let me let me just kind of give a definition, and then yeah. we can kind of work through that. Um, so if you're looking at a pipeline, if you think think of a vertical line, and on the on the bottom of that would be what we call the self leader. We did that a couple a couple episodes back. This is just a volunteer. We need lots of great volunteers to do ministry. That's really where the 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 hands-on ministry happens in most cases is with the volunteer the the next level up would be a so they're really a self leader they're leading themselves mm-hmm. the the next level up is a team leader this is leading a group of volunteers and so we have lots of teams in our church you have lots of teams i'm sure pastor in your in your church they're all led by some team leader the next level up is what we're talking about now and that is a leader of leaders okay so let me give you just a definition of what that is a leader of leaders they're either high impact volunteer coordinators or paid ministry associates whose primary purpose is to give leadership and to multiply team leaders and help them solve problems and accomplish their ministry goals. Mm-hmm. So this is the person that is over the team leads. Okay. And so uh, let me just kind of give a, a random example. Let's say you've got a parking lot ministry, right? You're greeting and helping people in the parking lot. Well, you would have self leaders out there. They're actually, you know, driving the park, <laughs> driving the golf carts, so, you know, or greeting people. They would be the volunteers. Then you might have a team leader that uh, oversees the parking lot at nine o'clock, and then a team leader that oversees a team at, at 10 o'clock, and another one that oversees a team at, at 11 o'clock. Okay, so they're overseeing these teams of volunteers in those different hours. But then you have a leader of leaders who oversees all those team leads. He's really pouring into or she's pouring into that nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock team leader to help them recruit, help them train, help them do all the things they need to do. That leader of leaders coordinating those multiple team leads. Right Now, that could be done 
in a kids department, a youth department, you kind of scale that out wherever you want to go. But but it's that level of leaders of lead. You're leading team leaders that uh, is uh, desperately desperately needed. And um, and I think this is where a lot of people, like you said, we, we were really missing it. Is that we have divisional leaders stepping down and giving leadership to there, and they're not raising up. Leaders of leaders in that space. Yeah, and I'd even like to say, you know, I know that there are there are churches that are maybe quite not as not as maybe as large as certain other churches, but like you could have a a church of 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 less than than two fifty or or such, and still this is a very important role. Yes, because um, I think of like if I were a youth pastor and I had you know maybe you know two or three. Uh, women who were like team leaders, meaning like they were leading a a small group of of students, Mm -hmm. even if it's one or two. Uh, And then I had another one that was, I had a a handful of guy groups, right? Mm -hmm. That, you know, from middle school to high school or whatever. I would want someone because of the span of care, because of just being able to help give better leadership and accountability and, 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 and focused and energy and, and really being mindful of those team leaders needs and, and their, and, and and the importance of what they do. I would want to raise up maybe one, one of like a one female leader that would oversee kind of the, the women small group leaders. And and then one maybe that could lead the guy small and, and, and then, the department leader, the youth ministry leader, would be leading those two individuals and right. really pouring into giving them what they need uh, and resourcing them and, and empowering them uh, to 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 make a, a kingdom's difference. Mm-hmm. That's a great example, and and like you said, you don't have to be a mega church to to be developing this level. I think when churches are smaller, you know, you just got one youth guy, right? He's in charge of everything, you know, and so he's he's just trying to make it happen, and so he's getting groups going. He's probably leading a group first, and then he multiplies that when now he's got two groups, and he's got somebody volunteering to him, and so you end up, you know, in the early stages, that departmental leader, like the youth pastor, he's directly overseeing these groups, right? But at some point, those groups begin to grow beyond his ability to really nurture them and and develop them. Now he's got five or six or eight. Well, there's no way one person can oversee eight groups and deal with all the complexities that they need. And doing doing all the other ministry needs that are are part of doing a, being a youth pastor or being a kids pastor or right. whatever that might look like. So I, I, I would just say, Hey, uh, I know there is a tendency when we talk, cause we've had these conversations, yes, we have. we've been doing some of these trainings that people say, well, Hey, that, that might work for you guys. Cause you're a, you're, you're a larger church or whatever. And, and I, I get it, but I also want to say, Hey, this, this works at every layer of every church, because this is Jesus's. Right. This is really his focus: mm-hmm. is to move people down the pathway, but also as as their levels of giftedness move them up that pipeline yeah. as well, so that we really do have an ongoing uh, ministry of raising up disciple making leaders at every level along the way. Yeah, and and just a word uh, to that: you know, if you're not raising up leaders of leaders. 
uh, you're holding somebody down. That's right. You're, you're preventing, you're not giving a space for somebody to play that could step into that role and flourish in that role and allow you to elevate yourself to think bigger and, and work on bigger issues. Um, uh, you're holding somebody back. And so just think about, man, I, who is, who's a great team leader that, man, they're doing it so well that, you know, I could elevate and pull one of those guys up or one of those ladies up to lead these team leaders. And, and they have a great uh, example to, that the other ones can follow. And uh, so just don't hold people back. So let, let's talk here just a little bit about distinctives of a, of leader of leaders. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one is that leaders of leaders help communicate the flow between department leaders, which is above them, and the team leaders below them. So they, they have to help translate the information. You know, Glenn, like you said the other day, you said, you know, sometimes we have a great a department leader's got a great idea and it works on paper. Right. But then when you actually do it, like, this is not working. It's not working. Yeah. yeah. And so that that leader of leaders is, you know, kind of watching the teams try it out and then reporting back, hey, this isn't working or we need to tweak it and vice versa. So that uh, moving information up and down the pipeline is really critical for this role. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, another thing this leader of leaders does is just make sure things get done. You know, when we when the department leader, that youth pastor says, we need to do these things. Man, those leader of the leaders really are, are driving that down to the team leads and saying, hey, we need to make sure that we, we get this uh, at, greeting done or, you know, uh, or papers filled out or, you know, whatever the, you know, registering people for whatever the case may be, just getting the work done that needs to get done. Yeah, and I, I'd like to, tag on to that for just a bit because I, I think this is critical too because sometimes as a departmental leader you have you know you're you're giving a lot of oversight to things that sometimes when you're trying to do it all and you find yourself dipping down a lot yes um, what happens is it 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 impacts your ability as an organization to execute yeah uh, and I, this is why I think this is so important. This leader of leaders is because the leaders of leaders really become a a great place for execution yeah. to happen. And yeah. and uh, because again, if you go back up to the the definition, is they not only help to solve problems, but they also help to accomplish ministry goals. Yes. So super critical on that piece. And I, I just I feel like that that's something of, of value to think about and to hang your hat on as you're thinking through this. Absolutely. And, th- and the last distinctive is just leaders, leaders serve as quality control. You know, they're the first to know if, th- if things aren't going right and can can help move that information up quickly to that departmental leader. I'm just trying to give another example of what a leader leaders might do. Let's say you're a worship pastor and you've got um, a, a band for the kids and then you've got a, a band for a you know, Sunday morning, or you've got, you know, these different, different bands, you might need, you know, a leader of leaders coordinating those things together. Or if you have multiple campuses, you know, you need somebody overseeing these different teams at different campuses from a youth perspective. You know, I know some worship guys there, they have a orchestra and a choir and they've got, you know, tech teams and all that kind of thing. Well, they need somebody that's giving coordination to those different teams underneath them and that report directly to that worship or departmental leader. Yeah, or I'm thinking even too um you, you're in a maybe a smaller church and you have a you have a worship leader who has a choir uh-huh. and then they have a, a, a an instrumental team or they have a or they have a band you might want to have a leader of leaders who kind of gives some attention pastoral right. leadership and care and concern yep. for that 
for that choir team and then the same for the the instruments and then same for what you know however else that might look because that that is reality i yep. and and what happens oftentimes in in that smaller situation is then the worship leader is trying to do all of that and he can't care for the can't do 10 it. to 12 people uh and address other things that might be working along in ministry but doing this raises people up to give them that chance to for everybody to participate in this world's greatest cause. Yeah. You know, and so a life of a departmental leader without leaders of leaders is very hectic. Mm. You're constantly going around stomping out fires, you know, of problems. You never have enough time to develop people, to get ahead of the game. You're always frantically going from one event to the next event to the next event. You end up feeling like, well, I'm doing all the work and nobody else is doing it with me. And, um, Okay, this is going to sound kind of crass, but we're, it's just the two of us here in the studio. You know, I right. want to say, whose fault is that? <laughs> okay, if you feel like you're doing all the work, whose fault is that? Right, uh, that's your fault. You know, you you have to say, well, okay, wait a minute. This my job is to equip the saints for the work of ministry. My job is not to do it all. My job is to raise up leaders that can partner with me to do it. Mm-hmm. And that maybe what you need is that level of leaders of. Leaders. Now, let me give you a couple of uh, three skill sets, uh, Glenn. You and I can kind of talk a little bit about these. That um, kind of, if you're looking for leader leaders, you know, what kind of skills am I looking for? Um, one would be advocacy. You know, can they advocate uh, up the line? You know, mm-hmm. uh, for the team leads. Hey, these team leaders are dying on the vine over here. They really need this. Can they advocate for the people underneath them, and also advocate for the for the department leader and, and down to the teams? Can, you know, they they had that unique role of making sure that communication happens. Uh, another is accountability. You know, can they can they hold uh, those team leaders accountable? You know, if they're super nice and want to hold anybody accountable, and I don't mean you have to be mean to do that, but right. you have to be able to say, hey, this is not what we said or agreed on, then um, they may not make a very good leader of leaders. So they have to be able to hold people accountable. And they also have to be able to attract uh, new team leads to them, you know, and are kind of scouting. You know, they're like a scout. You know, they're always going, who's who's the next team leader that's popping that we can bring up to this leader of leaders level? Yeah, and they're because they're looking down in that self-leader Area, yeah, that's right. And and helping that team leader mm-hmm. to see the potential in bringing someone up to that next level, and they're calling that team leader to being involved. And sometimes the training process for a team leader is to go with a leader of leaders to recruit a new right. volunteer yeah. up the line, so yes. they can see that happen. And they're getting trained on how to do that. So yeah, yeah I think that um, those are very, very, very important skills. Um, which is one of the things that when when you're looking at these things, you're thinking about what are the skills that would be needed for mm-hmm. for a leader of leaders. We mm-hmm. talk about that in the book yeah. extensively, and and so you want to train towards that, right? Uh, not only train That's at good. that level, yeah. but you want to model it too. Yeah. You know, one of the things that we were doing is we were, you know, as we've been redoing our coaching structure and group ministry is not only to have. You know, we pull them together. We do a huddle once a month for training with them before we launch them. Um, and we do it for a, a series of time. Um, but then we also are helping, well, allow, we want them to come along and shadow us uh, as as we're doing it. So they get a picture of what that looks like and how that's done. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. So you mentioned that you developed these coaches at the leader of leader level Mm -hmm. for our adult groups ministry. Uh, What was 
what what was the sign that you said, man, we gotta we gotta get some leaders of leaders in here? You know, what was happening that made you go, oh, okay, maybe this is a place that we need to develop. Yeah, so one of them was, you know, we as a senior leadership team had kind of really been thinking about a, a strategic. Uh, a goal mm-hmm. for our our group ministry, right? Mm-hmm. And as we started to look at that, as me and the group leader started looking at that goal and thinking about how does that personally impact what he's doing, we recognized that in order for that goal to be accomplished, it it was going to require not only a new strategy, but also this layer to help because he was, and not in a bad way. He he was going to be the lid yeah. to that being able for us to be able to move that forward because he can't he couldn't oversee all of those groups. He was doing, he was overseeing a ton of groups, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, a, one, a one guy. Yeah. <laughs> and so I and so we were like, hey, that that's not healthy for you, and it's yeah. not healthy for our, for our groups, and it's not healthy uh, for the ministry to moving forward to really reaching uh, new opportunities and reaching new people and and right. assimilating and all of that. And we yeah. were also seeing too as we were watching things, we were also seeing that we were maybe struggling a little bit with with some um we saw we had some assimilation issues which is an indicator yeah hey we're the span of care is probably too large yeah. and then another indicator for us uh was just the um you know we were having some leaders who uh, team leaders who were lead, group leaders for their right. groups? Who were getting a little bit tired and restless, and 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 not in being ugly or mean or anything. They were just like, "Hey, I'm 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 getting a little tired and worn out, and I'm not sure." And we're like, "Oh, that's because obviously our group leader couldn't get to all of those people. Right. It's impossible." Right. So that's where we said, "Hey, we gotta we gotta we gotta go back to doing this." If we're going to go to that to that next level, if we're really going to care for our team leaders really well, and if we're gonna we're gonna shut the back door, so to speak, a bit, so that we're really truly assimilating people yeah. really well. Yeah, that's good. So you said, "Wow, okay, span of care is out of whack. One guy trying to oversee too many. Uh, consequently, the team leads underneath us are getting tired. They're not getting the nurturing and care and problem solving they need." And so you said, "Okay, we need to develop this leader of leaders team, which you're calling a coaching team. Mm-hmm. That's yep. what you're Our calling coach. that." And so coaches, yep. So how did you identify who should move in that spot? I mean, how did you find these guys? Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, obviously, because we've been at this for a while, we we knew that we had several leaders who had done a really good job of leading existing groups. And not only leading existing groups, but they had also multiplied yeah. their group as well. Yeah. And we knew them to be people who were also walking with God. Mm-hmm. They had they had, you know, they had they had um really they were in the grow phase in our along our pathway, right? right? I mean, they had proven themselves to be multipliers personally right. as well as with their group. And so uh and we saw that they possessed a lot of the characteristics that we were looking for yeah. in a leader of leaders at this connect level phase. And so um, at the connect coach phase. And so we just went to each of them individually and invited them into and, – and since this was – kind of something new that we were moving into, which which we had prior, but then kind of 
when it, we d- did some things differently for a season, but now we're going back to doing yeah. this because this is what we needed to do. Um, we invited them to come m- meet with us individually. We shared the vision, cast the vision, um, and then we trained them on these specific skills. Uh, and then we had them go with us uh, as we were working with team leaders uh, and helping them to see it lived out in a in a real life example. Yeah. So, question: uh, Did you get any pushback from from these guys? Like your these people, you're asking them to step into a new role, and that means kind of leaving the role that they had. Did you have any of them go? You know, I kind of like where I'm at, or I don't want. Really, you know, yeah, that's kind of that's funny you say that because. Um, so we just had a we just finished this initial this first round of of leader training right um and and we're actually going to use a little bit more of a video based model next time around but this was really good face to face because it helped us work out some things and yeah. they were really good to help us work out some kinks too right so which was fun right yeah. to get their impact and get their input in this sure. and what was working what was not working um but um, we had this really come to Jesus moment, not in a bad way when I say that, but just a, I, I think there was all a realization that if I'm going to really give my time and my energy to this, there are going to be some things I'm going to have to reorder and not do to do this. Yeah. And I leave a pause there because one of them, I mean, he's a, a, an amazing leader, an amazing godly man and, and a discipler. And he was like, I got to say some no to some things if I'm really going to do jo- this job well. I think it finally, I mean, it was like this, and it was kind of like this, it, it it gave everybody at the table permission to say, oh, I may need to say, hey, I, I got to realign some things mm-hmm. so that I can spend the time doing this. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know if that answers your question yeah, specifically, totally. but I, I, I do think that that definitely was a big, big, big piece for sure. Yeah. Well, I think that uh, as leaders hear this and they think about, oh yeah, man, we are in this department, we really are, we're, our span of care is way out of whack. We've got one guy seeing way, overseeing way too many things. we got disgruntled people underneath us. We just need to raise people up instead of the the departmental leader dipping down, mm-hmm. which is, you mean, stepping away from their really departmental function to serve as a leader of leaders. Uh, it, it, when you do that and you identify people, don't be surprised if somebody, you know, either not pushes back in a negative way, but just maybe like, I don't, I, I kind of like where I'm at. Or Well, you know, what's interesting is I think some of our pushback came from some of our group leaders a little bit. Like, well, you're going to put a... You're, I don't have access to the group leader anymore, and I have to answer to someone I don't. And 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 so there's been a little bit of this. We're having like they to, wanted to answer directly to the departmental guy, that's what and we've not done. to another, yeah, not right? to an intermediate mm-hmm. person. Yeah, and and I don't see that as a bad thing. I yeah. think they just see it as, oh, here we go. You know, we're we're getting you know we're getting pushed to this, and we're like, no, actually, we're doing this as we cast the vision for it at a, at a leaders meeting, and began to share the value and and what this would help us do in the long run, uh, you know, for some, they were very appreciative of it. I mean, they were like, hey, you're right. This is a, is a needed thing. But I still think, you know, there's just still a little bit of that of, hey, I, I enjoyed being able to go directly to the group leader. I enjoyed, you know, I don't 
necessarily know, but you know, that was one of the things we were working on even with our coaches is, hey, this idea of really having relational equity mm-hmm. with your team leaders and the importance of having that so that um, they understand that you're really in it with them. You're not just going to browbeat them and, and, and say, hey, why aren't you getting your stuff done? Or why aren't you doing this or that right. way? But um, that they care deeply for their soul. Yeah, I, I, I think a great, and I'm sure this is what you did, was to communicate to these team leaders, hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> we have not... We've not led you well. We've yep. not cared for you well. We've 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 not been able to get to some of the things that you've needed. We've not been able to nurture you like we want to. You know, we want this. We want to really care for you, and we've not been able to do that just because there's too many. And so we're going to fix that. We're going to we're going to have somebody that just oversees two or three you know, groups mm-hmm. that can really give you the nurture and attention that you you deserve and yeah. you need. And that's kind of disarming, isn't it? Yeah, and 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 our group leader group leader did a great job of that. I think he really put them at ease to say, "Hey, this this is probably on us." In fact, not probably it is. And we we own that and we let us help you help us yeah. by by you know em- helping us to embrace this because we think this will in the long run be such a great thing mm-hmm. um, as we're as we're working towards that. Well, uh, just a couple of I know we're we're just about out of time, but <clears throat> a couple of thoughts about just how Jesus did it. You know, Jesus was a master at this, and and as you see Jesus moving his guys. Um, you know, down the spiritual growth pathway of this three and a half year time period, he's also elevating them up mm. into higher levels of leadership. And really see this in the section that we find in Mark three thirteen, you know, through 19, where Jesus calls the 12, you know, he's, they've been with him for two years, but now he's calling them up and, and now he's really going to be training them to oversee multiple people and to eventually lead the movement. And a couple of just simple things Jesus did was, you know, he taught them how to build the right team. Uh, Jesus prayed all night, built a team, and he was modeling for them how to build teams. You know, leaders of leaders need to know how to assess when a team underneath them is healthy and how to build it, sometimes how to rebuild it. Sometimes they fall apart. Right. right. You know, and so he needs to know how to do that. And Jesus. And not be afraid to select mm-hmm. yeah. people. Yeah, talk a little bit more about that. I think in the church, we have a big fear of that word selection because it feels like sometimes favoritism. Mm -hmm. And I think if you look at the model in the life of Jesus, Jesus was very much in the business of selecting people. Um, You know, when, um, you know, when Jesus was, was, was working with a few, that was a selection. Yeah. He, He gave a certain invitation as he walked down the pathway, right? Not to everyone. But as they were moving further down the pathway, then the same thing with the as, as he was working them up the pipeline, you know, it even tells us in that same passage that he called those whom he wanted to be, yeah, those whom he wanted to be yeah. with him, yeah, um, and that was because he had had time to observe and to watch and to see and to pray. He yeah. give it. He gave a night full night of prayer, right. To saying, okay, Father, who who are these guys that are going to become my my leaders of leaders, and eventually some of them are going to even become the the movement builders right. of of the future. So, yeah, I I, I think it's an absolute necessary piece to learning to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, selection. Hey, Pastor, don't be afraid uh, to ask God who needs to step up into these roles and 
and not be afraid to select them and also to teach them to help, you know, through the uh, leadership of the spirit to to select leader team leads underneath them. A couple other ones. We don't have to go through all these. One is, you know, Jesus uh, emphasized the importance of integrity. You know, he pointed out the Pharisees are like whitewashed tombs, you know, mm-hmm. there in Matthew 23 and just was showing them how important it is to lead out of integrity. You need leaders of leaders that lead out of integrity. Right. The worst thing you can have is a leader of leaders that is not a person of integrity. Yeah. It's not even true. Reading today, Proverbs 4, you know, guard your heart for mm-hmm. out of it is the wellspring of life. You know, yeah. just, you know, here, you know, as a leader who recognizes and is saying, which he didn't follow his own. <laughs> advice, right. but I mean, this is the importance yeah. right, of leading out of that that heart of, of integrity. Yeah, so good. Jesus uh, practiced clarity and accountability. I love this in Matthew, I mean, in Mark 6, 30 and 32, he sends out the 12, then he calls them back and has them report. Mm-hmm. So he gives them clear objective and then holds them accountable. Yeah. And, and you know, as simple as that is, and we miss that a lot. And the leader of leaders really needs to know how to do that. They need to be able to be clear in what they ask a team lead to do. And and then to have times when they report back and they challenge them, you know, and say, okay, did, did we do that or not? Right. And uh, – that's that's just kind of blocking and tackling of leadership, isn't it? It is, and I and I love it because it's not a sink or swim mentality. Right? Yeah, I mean it. You know, there 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 really is a hey, I'm I'm not just going to throw you out there and then hope you make it, right? Which we do all the time, we right? Do. Like, We're like, really good at that. Your team, just go out. We're going to do this for the rest <laughs> of your life and into eternity, probably. Uh, you know, and and we, we don't. You know, boy, boy, Jesus was with them and, you know, hold them accountable, bringing clarity. Another thing uh, leaders of leaders uh, do that Jesus did to develop these guys is just show them how to persevere amidst personal pain. Uh, I think about Matthew uh, 14 when John the Baptist is killed and Jesus is hurting, he's grieving over that. And and he's he's wanting to pull away and he eventually does get away to pray, but Boy, there's ministry that has to happen right in the midst of that. And how many times, Glenn, you and I have, you know, you're walking through something in your own personal life, but ministry is there. It is. And it is. And I and I think even as leaders and as a leader of leader, they're going to have to learn that. And it's a hard, sometimes it takes, it's just a school of of experience, but, right. but they have to be, we have to remind them, Hey, there can be times you're going to just be misunderstood or mischaracterized or, mm-hmm. or they're not going to like a decision that you have to make. But, but as a leader, sometimes we, we, well, not sometimes we, we must lead out of, out of, out of that God sized vision uh, and what we believe God's called to do. And, and cause it, Again, it's it matters to execution. It matters to getting things accomplished and done for the for the for the greater good of the cost. Right, absolutely. One more, Jesus exemplified healthy conflict resolution. You know, I think in John six, you know, people are pushing back on his message, and they're like, you know, this is too hard to saying. Who can handle this? Or some conflict. Jesus is asking even his own team. You know, are you do you want to go? And they're like, you know, where else can we go? He had the word of life, but, you know, there were some that left, you know, John 6, 6, 6, you know, it is. So these disciples would be, I put air quotes around that, you know, turned and, and did not follow him anymore. And, but Jesus did not compromise even in the midst of conflict. And I think leaders of leaders are going to get higher levels of conflict because 
things that are easy resolved, the team leader will take care of that. But the things that are a little more difficult, they're going to come up to that leader of leaders. Right. And so they have to be able to negotiate and or, or navigate through uh, conflict in a healthy way. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. I, I would just say this, that perhaps for me, I, and, and I love the fact that, you know, you take it back and look at life of Jesus. And as I think about these leader of leaders, probably the greatest challenge for leaders of leaders in this stage is just helping them to continue to develop as leaders of leaders, their development level, um, staying encouraged. Yeah. Staying encouraged and empowering them to lead. Yeah. I remember our coaches sitting around and saying, hey, you're really going to empower us to do this? Um, yeah, we are. Um, and we're empowering you to make some some decisions that, that are going to be needed, and uh, you're going to have to, to do that. Um, and, and it may be hard and difficult, but... Yeah, we are. And I and I think that is one of those critical lessons that has to be learned too in this phase is decision making and the willingness to make some certain decisions that are are difficult and hard. Yeah, no doubt. And I, and I th- I love your your uh point there on empowering because if you go to the trouble of installing leaders of leaders, let's say you're a department guy, you're running the youth ministry and you install leaders of leaders to oversee these teams, and then you constantly go around them, undercut them, start doing their job, not empowering them, then um, they're gonna they're just gonna quit on you. They will, you know, and and then you'll have done some damage there. So uh, once you install them, work through them, you know, and like you said, empower them uh, to lead. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope this has been a encouraging. Um, podcast for you, and I hope that you've walked away with a, a little bit better understanding of what a leader of leaders is in this leadership pipeline. Again, we want to encourage you to to go online to our um, to our website and uh, order uh, the book, The Disciple Making Leader. You'll get much more, um, a lot more in there with those that book. But uh, also, uh, if we can be of any help as an organization. That's why we exist. We exist to to really empower ministry leaders to make and multiply a movement of uh, of disciple making. And so, if we can help that, we do that through resourcing and coaching and, and training. We'd love to we we'd love to be a part of that with you. So, again, thank you, Craig. Thanks for being with us on this bet, podcast episode nine, you, and I look forward to our next one where we're going to be talking about the departmental leader. That's which, right. Again, is another really key piece to all of this. So thanks again, buddy. You bet. Thank you for listening to the Disciple Making Leader podcast brought to you by Disciple First. We hope today's episode has been both helpful and challenging in your journey to becoming a disciple making leader. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button to make sure you hear the next episode. And if you have a moment, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. Until next time, keep making Jesus the model for your life and ministry.